podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Happy Tuesday. You've got Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. You can also take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. I'm Clint Scott and back live and in living color, the one, the only, Dr. Mike Gustafson. We are officially both live from the first United Bank studio. We have Brendan Riker behind the glass taking care of us today. Uh, we got a Red Raider basketball on the airwaves tonight. That'll be right after us. Texas Tech hosting Oklahoma State. Big 12 game number two. It is the conference home opener. Hang out with us here for three full hours. We'll take you all the way up to it. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973, or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. Don't forget, we're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. It's the return of Dr. Mike Gustafson. It's also the return of Wagon Train. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get yes. a band back together, man. Yeah, got to do it right, right? Uh, That's right. You know, I've never actually been on this side when Wagon Train has been on. I, this is my uh, first experience with it. Gus, how are you? Oh, you'll be disappointed. Uh, I'm good, man. Good to good to see you, dudes, in person. Good to good to make the trek downtown. Do the things here. How did it feel having the uh, sunshine fall down on your face? Yeah, I did. It felt good. And I, I've been going in the office the last few days, but all masked up and all that stuff. But my ten days is up, so. Probably usually at nighttime when you know no one was paying attention, kind of sneaking in like a burglar. Yeah, someone caught you like, oh, "Who's that sick thief over there?" Was you exactly. walking in, coughing in all of our stuff? Well, it was good yeah, to be that's back. right. Yeah, it's good to be back, dude. <laughs> you had a uh, a national championship be decided last night. Um, it ended up being a beatdown, but it wasn't that way for most of the game. Uh, did you enjoy the game? Oh, it was fine. The uh, the uh, um, Boy, the the Michigan defense was as uh, boringly efficient as as uh, you know we would like our Red Raiders to be, just stifling. Uh, you know, I mean, think about how how well we watched um, Penix play last week, like mm-hmm. shred. Yeah, and and uh, you know he he just never got it going, and by the end of that game, he was doubled over and hobbling off the field, holding like his lower pel or kind of what is that thorax or whatever but you know kind of under he had a rib deal on and he's already got the already got the uh you know the big knee brace on the one knee and i mean he's he was getting whacked around man and uh the way he was holding his side at the end of it was like he either has every single rib broken on that side or that's an appendicitis attack so uh get him to a hospital yeah it he he was in pain and and, and that's you know not, not not that you're trying to injure people but that's the i mean that's that's what you want to do to to opposing quarterbacks you know make their life miserable affect them in a way that they're throwing that they're throwing balls and missing targets and throwing uh, not throwing balls but like m- missing high mm-hmm. you know throwing early just throwing the crap out of bounds just to keep from getting smoked again, like in a way that their play is affected. And, 
you know, he averaged like you know, like fifty one attempts last night for two fifty five. You know, so mm-hmm. like five yards an attempt, which is, you know, that's that's just mediocre and and uh, they never really got their running game going i mean just as as high flying as that offense was this time last week i mean our our opinion of it this time last week was ooh, you know and 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 what what did i say and i by no means was i predicting a michigan win but i was like i think i remember telling you like it's always easy to fall in love with if you've got two opponents here and this one wins a tighter kind of defensive game and this one is the high flying pretty one and that's exactly what Washington is it's always our urge to go oh man Washington gonna smoke them there and then you go no man it's that gritty stuff that wins games and and that's not a perfect analogy but my goodness Michigan took them apart the the three big running plays early to get their first 17 points for sure what 250 yards in the first quarter but then just you know just Penix never had time to breathe, and and he's had all kinds of time this year to breathe. And if if you are a Texas fan, man, you're watching that game pulling your hair out because Penix couldn't miss mm-hmm. uh, against the Longhorns, and and I think played arguably um, pro- probably the best game of his career. If you're you know adding in the stage of it, but part of that is because their defensive line, which is crazy, because we all know how good that defensive line was this year for Texas. They couldn't sniff Penix. Like right. They were just completely taken out of the game. And I don't think that Penix had his best performance. But, again, you can also pin that whenever he's missing a couple of times on just some wide-open plays. You were like, you you made that pass last week blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because the, the early pressure that you saw from the Wolverines. Um, and then, you know, I guess credit to the Huskies there for a while because they could have got blown out of that game. And they hung around and made it interesting. Yep. But I liked how you called it boringly efficient because mm, in the second just, half, this is a national championship game, and I was like, let's wrap this thing up. Let's get me my NCAA video game ad I've been promised that I never got and I'm very upset by, and uh, let's finish this thing. Let's get through the speeches, which were super awkward because you had a double dose of Harbaugh dad and Harbaugh kid and they're an incredibly awkward family. <laughs> Let's 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 go to bed. Let's get chop, this chop, wrapped up. Cheeky. Yes. At a certain point, I was like, it just sat. We're watching a Big Ten game, and this is exactly what Michigan wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. next year, it will be uh, an actual Big Ten game. Yeah. It'll be in the same conference. Play it in October or whatever yeah. next year. Yeah, I thought the, and and I think this is something about them that has been apparent over the last maybe two or three years that you know they've had speed. The last couple of years, because you'd see them flash against Ohio State. We're never sure because we want to sit out here in our part of the world and go, oh, yeah, it's boring Big Ten, you know, this and that. But they've been really physical up front and they've been fast enough to match Ohio State, which has looked as high flying as anybody, just in general terms over the last several years. And uh, boy, they, they, uh, you know, they, they matched. Washington speed last night, you know, almost without flaw. A couple, there were a couple, you know, pass interference and defensive holding, you know, grabbing some jerseys and that kind of stuff, like you you see all around football these days. But that that was uh, an impressive, uh, I assume, an impressive culmination to the Harbaugh era there. Um, you know, because it sure seems like he's he's headed back to the NFL. I mean, think about that. The dudes. I mean, he he's he hadn't won a Super Bowl yet, but he's coached in one, coached in you know won a national championship game. He's right up there in that 
top echelon of uh, of uh, coaches that have done both, Jimmy Johnson comes to mind. Yeah, that's it's pretty dang select list. Impressive. Yeah, like uh, Pete Carroll, guys like that. It's a uh, sure. yeah, and I think that is interesting because it already felt like, hey, this is to me going in, regardless of what happens, this is the last game Harbaugh will coach at least at Michigan. You put in some of the sign-stealing stuff that hasn't been wrapped up yet. Um, And then just how much he's kind of danced back and forth between the NFL the past couple of seasons. And Michigan's had to play this game. Will this guy be our coach next year? Can we get him to stay? Now you add in winning and kind of that feeling of we're going out on top. And think about it. Feels like, yeah, there's no shot he's back next year. No, I wouldn't think so. And think about who they ran through post-signal stealing when all of this stuff Mm kind of got phased out and post-Connor Stallion, Ohio State, Alabama, Washington. It's kind of like, yeah, you can't really chalk this up to just a bunch of sign stealing. You know, they were pretty dang good. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. The Juice, when we come back. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Got a fever. For more Tech Talk, that's what you have right here on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Brennan Riker. Uh, just had a very enjoyable conversation off the air of the physics of Jamie Dixon's hair. Um, you know, it's kind of like he and Mel Kuyper have the same, I guess, approach there. Yeah, probably right. I, I think Dixon's got – when I was a kid, that was called a comb over, and they, you know, you'd let the side deal grow really long and then part it, you know, kind of part it Which over Which is the where top, rapidly where I'm headed. Side so, to side, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think what Dixon does is let, his, let the hair on the front grow really long, and then he just combs it straight back. Yeah. And uh I can see I can see the path ahead like of heavy my, gel. my hair. And that is like like I told you, felt like the crop circle back here is getting yeah, bigger sure. and bigger. I see more and more of my forehead. I have to be careful with my haircuts now because I'm just gonna scare it away. But I can see what I'm headed for. I'm headed for like the horseshoe style. Sure. We got well, it on just, the sides. So just I think I'm just gonna shave it. That's what I was gonna say. Just to. do the right thing there and just shave it. And yeah. be, because and I don't that necessarily talking about like polished cue ball type deal but just <laughs> no, i want know, sheen i want varnish the, up top put the two guard on it or the one guard on it and just <laughs> get it and then you're not then you're not having to fool with the with the deal i remember getting a haircut like i don't know it was six seven years ago and the barber that i went to was much different than to like the super cuts that i went to in my description whenever i said what i wanted left on the side i thought i was describing like this is this is the length that i want left inch wise mm-hmm. and not the length on the razor so i said like a two and she even went like you sure, sure? that's a lot and, i mean is and i had it was much shaggier then i just gave you i should have been able to tell from the eyes i should have stopped this like okay just so we're just clear read back what i just said in the way that i would understand it tell me what you're going to do and it said i was like ah she'll get it and then the first one just, and I was like, okay, well, we're just shaving yep, the head. Let's do it. it. Yep. Go for it. Get it. Uh, this on the Yates flooring. Well, you do have another band gig that you need to be tight and rewarding <laughs> for, right? Yeah, we got some work to do. Let's go. Uh, Troy says, please tell me Taj Brooks is still with Texas Tech. Kitley's pass happy offense 
in the red zone isn't a good match. Uh, he is. I'm excited about the offense next year. Um, with with the talent that you have, one, brought in, and you can start clearly the conversation with Micah Hudson, uh, and then you add in like a Josh Kelly and a Jalen Conyers and the weapons that you've tried to add. And you're, you've worked on the offensive line too, mm-hmm. um, which is you know the most important part. But Tight end room. Yeah, the, with, with as much as we complained with the lack uh, of explosiveness this year, which was absolutely true, and it wasn't just from players. I mean, you can go into uh, play calling. You can go into health. A, a bunch of different factors that led into an offense that, for the most part, was just flat this year. Um, when you go top to bottom, boy, what what you have lined up next year already feels drastically different. And I, I feel like it was really important to get like a Conyers and Josh Kelly, and you're hoping you know for the de- the development of Tharp, and then having a guy like Coy Aiken show some really nice signs, uh, especially the deeper you got in the season and as he got healthy, um, because. As good as Micah Hudson is and can be and hopefully will be for you, um, you're in a situation where it's not just, at least it seems this way, it's not going to all be on his shoulders year one. Because like you want to find a way no. to crack a superstar freshman, it's that route. And I mean, they're not dummies over there on the staff. They knew um, everything that needs to be worked on over there, and hopefully it does get improved next year and you see them take the right steps when it comes uh, to the on-the-field results for the offense. But I think you've you've seen them head that direction because you've added some explosiveness and you've added what seems like um, some playmakers. And then when you add in that you've retained Taj Brooks, who was absolutely the best part um, of your offense, if not the team this year, um, I'm excited to see what the product is going to be next year because I think it can be leagues better. And and what was Taj? Didn't he end up in the top five, top six in in touches from the line of scrimmage this year? Yeah. I mean, he had the ball a ton. Mm-hmm. And then when you think about that, like in the very, very early part of the season, he didn't get a ton of touches. He got several, but not not the heavy load that he carried later on. And uh yeah, he, he had the ball in his hands a ton. But I you know, the I, I've got less of a beef with of with the play calling and that and just you know the the group of athletes just in hindsight probably wasn't that dynamic and uh it 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 sure sounds like i mean the the reports we're getting about our our portal additions in the receiver room certainly in the tight end room and that room was added to yesterday and we talked about that on the show yesterday uh you know that it's just the 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 depth and quality of the athletes across the board continue to get better. Um, you know, w- whether that's the influx of talent or just good players all being a year older and a year bigger with a little more hair on their belly, especially when you think about that in terms of the 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 defensive linemen who maybe as a group appear to be the younger defensive linemen, maybe appear to be a little more available and impactful at this point in their careers than the offensive linemen. Feels like we're not ready yet to hand the offense over to those young offensive linemen versus, you know, Carr and those guys. And that's not to say they're not going to be players and all, but this that that we're still going out and getting portal guys to 
to ensure depth and competition across the board. But you could think about some of those young defensive linemen, Buda Baker and that group, and and uh, you know those dudes feel like they're they're ready to go, you know, like they're only going to get better and and be more impactful. I mean, you know, and we talked about this post bowl game, but when when we're sitting there watching guys make plays, defensive linemen making plays in the bowl game, going, now, who is number ninety six? You know, I'm, I feel like I'm somewhat close to this thing Mm -hmm. just in terms of the prep that we do to you know to be conversational about this stuff for 15 hours a week and I thought it was a really great thing to be grabbing my phone and looking up the name of a player who's making tackles and knocking down passes and doing the things and going oh a a true freshman here ah yes a guy that you know isn't losing his red shirt by playing in this game and and uh you know, just just was a good thing to good thing to see. I'm I'm excited about that group, and then probably you know more Taj and all of that. But I think a healthy Baron Morton. I mean, that's the top of the wish list, yeah, right? It is, is this, and, and it's got to just be. have a healthy quarterback for the the entire season. Um, and I'll be curious to see how QB run game gets back in there with the young man we're bringing in from West Georgia. You know that that. Because it, it feels like he's being brought in for some red zone type, like the way Donovan was used two years ago here when he wasn't starting. You know, I, I'm just curious to see all of that, and I'm I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, <laughs> it's a little too early to be sitting here going, "Man, I can't wait for August 31st or whatever," but I I really can't for a lot of reasons. Interested to see the team. Interested to see the finished facility. Well, just as far as uh, all of college football, you're legitimately as far away as you can be now because the yeah, season that's just true. ended yep, yesterday. That's right. I'm content with more basketball and baseball for, oh, yeah. for a long while. Uh, we'll talk a little basketball when we come back. Texas Tech hosting Oklahoma State for the conference opener tonight. We'll talk about that next here. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. He did a, he did one the other day there on the uh, Sandwich History channel that was basically a hamburger and a pita. I mean, if, if you're being okay. simple. And then, yeah. and then he basically got it all crispy in the oven. It was the first time I think I've watched one of those going... I kind of want to see if I can make that. I'd yeah. try it. I'd eat it. Sure. Deliver that to a watch party along with uh, some sloppy Joe dip, maybe. You know, well, test, you, test the culinary boundaries, Gus. I mean, I don't know what your uh, watch party in right now, but I mean, <laughs> we're, we're all probably gearing up for a Super Bowl, what, yeah. about four weeks, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because so you, you had a – which I feel like – Could you do that burger thing and then slice it into four hacks and yeah, then, I, like, make little sliders out of it or that's what? That's what it looked like. It, it, it You know – was the the little pita pocket there, and then you put in the hamburger mixture, or whatever that was all seasoned up nice and neat, and then it came into basically like what a quesadilla would look like okay. when it's in its half moon ah, description. Got you know, it. I'm trying to walk sure. my way through this description. So yeah, I don't know, see why you couldn't just uh, sure slice those up. Yeah, uh, it is Tech Talk here in Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three dot com. Clint Scott. Dr. Mike Gustafson, Brennan Riker behind the glass. We'll take you up to six o'clock. That time it's Texas Tech. Taking on Oklahoma State. You are one of five Big 12 matchups tonight, Gus. Uh, and the immediate answer, and I don't think anybody questioned this part when it came to Oklahoma State, but 
Clearly, you started off with a tough matchup on the road at Texas, and you absolutely took care of business there in Austin. So to me is now how many games like that can you put in a row, and will you do that against an Oklahoma State? Or is this a situation where, you know, sometimes you hear the the saying, what, you, you let one loss get you another loss? Sure. Um, you know, do, do you – not show up tonight because you're still focused on, boy, how great of a win that was against the Longhorns. And I don't think McCaslin will let them do that, and no. I don't think he is. And, and your situation where you certainly enjoy that win, you celebrate that win, but that is one of 18 tests all in a row, no matter if you're playing a top-end team or a bottom-end team. But I, I think it's an interesting question because I'd like to think that you're going to go out tonight, and I think you will, Um just go out tonight and pound on an Oklahoma State team um, who, although, again, mentioned it, they pushed Baylor in their opener to an overtime game there in Stillwater. Still, the, the bulk of work has been uh, they're not great at the line. They're not an overly impressive offensive team. And then all They're not quest- great at getting to the line. Yeah. Not- yeah. The, in other words, the way you said that, it sounded like they're not great at the line. Well, they're they also don't, not great at the line. They're, percent- they're okay. also percentage. Also, they're not great at getting there, and also their percentage is not good. There you go. Um, and and they just they look like what you would think a bottom end league of this team right. or a, a, a type of team would be. And so, can you go out and just take care of business? Do you just put them away? Yeah, and it it's a better position. And this is where certainly the tone McCaslin set on the road, you know, dealing with some. You know the plain lands and social media is aflame with with the uh, uh, you know the accusations that have been leveled against or the lawsuit I guess that have been leveled against uh, Pop and mm-hmm. you know and the ability to to hone down distractions and you know get get have a team that you know re- really well prepared to play and uh, you know deal with some things within the game in other words a first half in which you shot really well and lit it up and then early second half you're playing behind two points and then settle in and just take control of that game silence a hostile crowd and all that but where coach mccaslin has talked about you know getting a veteran roster through the portal because that roster was reshaped obviously from last year to this with just a couple of exceptions and then uh but guys that have won and have, that are that are you know sort of hardened by the the day in day out competition, um, I would think that that means that Oklahoma State, which is playing with a younger roster mm-hmm. and uh, a bunch of guys that are not as proven, uh, they are the ones that probably played out of their minds. If you were looking at Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State, they're the ones that played out of their minds and took a really good Baylor team to overtime and had a chance to win that game. And now a, a team that I think they've got four freshmen in their rotation, and I don't know what their rotation. I think the other day they played nine guys against. Yeah, they played nine guys against. Uh, correction, they played eight guys against. Uh, so it's it's. You know, and I, it's it's a fairly young roster. Now, one of those freshmen we talked about him yesterday, six foot eleven, talented, twenty points, eight rebounds. I mean, he played it lights out. And so, is that is he is he headed for some you know regression to the mean there? Uh, 
you know, we're, we're going to find out because he's going to be matched up against a fifth-year senior in Warren Washington. But I, you know, I, I, I would think of the two that the road team pl- coming into a hostile environment's the one that may be a little more susceptible to, uh, y- you know, returning to what their what eight and six record really is. Yeah, yeah, eight and six um, in Oklahoma State. But hey, you know, it, the, I, I think our guys will have to be present enough and mature enough to not to to sort of stay in the um stay in the willing stay within the willingness to just go out and and be productive and do do simple things over and over and over again as opposed to you know highlight reel dunks and alley-oops and some of those things that may be lower risk just because you're at home and like man i want to see twelve thousand people get on their feet you know, yeah, I want to see that dunk count in the corner. You know, you got fifty it. tonight, right? Know? And and I do too. But you sure. know, would rather see uh, make a layup than uh, you know try try an oop from half court that sails into the band or whatever. So I, you know, that. But uh, I mean, the, these guys are the young team. They're getting to go on the road. Hopefully, they're going into one of the most hostile places they'll play this year. Hopefully, we can say that about our place. Rex, you got uh, classes starting tomorrow mm-hmm. yep texas um, tech so, classes so students uh, should be enforced sure. tonight yep. so i you know i don't think you're at a sellout someone asked about that but you would think that this would be the best crowd chance to have the best crowd that you've had all year i think it mm-hmm. it will be um and, and you'll roll that way more and more if you get into big 12 play or as you get into big 12 play especially if you're winning games um but you know, you mentioned the youth on this team, right? Because you, one guy you just talked about, Brandon Garrison, that's a guy that overall in his freshman campaign, um, six, basically around six and a half points this year, but has shown some flashes and then is coming off his best game. So is that something he figured out or was that just a night he was playing out of his mind? Right. You got another freshman like Eric Daly, who's another big for them, which I think is interesting because although they haven't been the two main contributors they've gotten better and better i I will always be interested um just still with with what my concerns will be with the roster when you go up a team go up against a team with good bigs and i think oklahoma state has a couple of good bigs but it's not the same as texas because texas has good bigs but they were all old right been and, and you know for most of them they'd been in the program there um for more than a year whether that be from a transfer or being a freshman um, which is a you know a rarity to have that much depth at a position, and there wasn't just a ton of new faces like you had with the Longhorns. Oklahoma State is a completely different story, um, and and so I'm just gonna be curious about that matchup because you did really well with it against what I think is a better group of bigs in Texas. Um, but that's just what my eye goes to first. Sure. And and if you run into a game tonight where let's say, you know, Warren Washington picks up a couple of quick fouls or something like that. Now I, I, I think Oklahoma State's gonna have trouble matching up with your small ball. Um just like every game you play in the Big Twelve, you're gonna hear this come out of our mouths, hear this probably out of Coach McCaslin's mouth. You're gonna have to shoot the ball well. Um, or at least have someone, and that's the nice thing, where you have you know, four or five guys that on any given night can really light up uh, the scoring department and really hit a bunch of clutch shots for you. And when they're all hitting, you're a very dangerous offense. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't always been the case where every single person's been hitting. In fact, one thing with Pop Isaacs that's been so impressive with his year on the court is that, you know, 
uh, up to about a couple weeks ago to three weeks ago, he wasn't really shooting the ball. He was scoring, sure, and he hit some big buckets for you. But just from you know your 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 deep range, which yeah, he, he wasn't is one of his up. best, yeah, sure, best skill sets. He was ice cold at times, um, and so as that rolls along, I, I I think it's important that you still hit shots. But again, that's what you have the availability where numerous guys can do that. Whether it's McMillan, whether it's Walton, whether it's Toussaint, whether it's Pop. Should be a uh, a good one tonight. Yep, I'm excited. I think that crowd's going to be fun. This is the, this is the tech basketball, the version of tech basketball, and our crowd that uh, we look forward to. Tech talk on Double T ninety seven three. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk. Happy Tuesday. It is game day for Red Raider basketball. Lady Raider basketball will be in action tomorrow. Uh, they are at Oklahoma State tomorrow night. You can hear that at 6 on 107.7 ESFM. The uh, the pokes that you're facing tonight, they had a little bit of trouble with some of the wind. They are supposed to fly in last night, and I guess weren't able to fly in until today because of uh, what was happening over here with some of the wind. So little travel issues there for the folks. Not quite like the North Dakota State baseball team travel mm. issues. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> that was, oh, man. That was awful. But uh, as far as I know, they got here yeah, and probably, they'll be playing tonight. Probably a little off routine. Um, and again, with a uh, a younger roster, hopefully that uh, tilts them a little bit in a way that, uh, yeah, in a way that affects them. I, I was thinking about this, and we knew – I, I guess Tech is a, what, an eight-point favorite, eight-ish. Eight, eight and a half. There we go. Yeah. And we were, what, a six-point underdog um, last weekend in Austin, so this past Saturday in Austin. So, there's you know, there's a sense of scale uh, to this. I mean, it's it's most certainly a game that you want to take care of, but that's not some un, unfathomable uh, point spread there. Um, you know, go go repeat. Uh, you know, I, I would think our guys are going to be really excited because so many of these dudes came here, you know, and talked about crowd. Toussaint's talked about that. Like, man, you know, I remember what it was like to play here against these dudes, mm-hmm. us, sure. the, the crowd, last year. Uh, of course, he went off for 22 and made a million free throws in that game. But yeah. he, uh, uh, you know, but but in him being involved, those guys being involved in the recruitment of, of others – of these portal guys, you know, coming here. The, tonight's the night that they've been waiting for. I'm not saying tonight will be the pinnacle of the season, but, you know, non-conference, once you get past the opening game, the opening day, most of the non-conference games, it's, you know, relatively speaking, it's more of a smattering of of attendance, whereas tonight I think uh, you said it, a lot of students in town, class starts tomorrow, and so that that's there's, there it is. There's the... There's the main source of energy, but if if a fan was on the fence about the team, that game in in Austin helps with that. You know, like, hey, this team's playing pretty well. You know, two of the losses, one of them was Thanksgiving, and the other one was a road overtime game that was exciting. And you know, it's like this this team hadn't let us down much, and so it's you know it's it's okay to get some shekels out or whatever and buy a ticket and get to the barn i think that's what we're gonna have i think we're gonna have a pretty engaged crowd tonight well i mean gus you, you and i see a a chat line a couple of chat lines and stuff but 
we see a chat line every single day and when we bring up scheduling what do we always see the complaints about the non-conference schedule so i mean at this point it's just kind of understood um the environment is just not going to be there when you're playing north alabama um and you're playing your north you know your your ut arlingtons and, and games like that and you expect the ramp up to be there from the environment side you know i wish it wasn't that way right. i do wish you know you had to sell out every single time it's just not going to happen and you're not the only venue that's like that Mm-mm. but you are especially when you have as big of an arena that you do it makes that even more difficult right yep. um and and that can be a good thing that you have all of that space i mean it, it, that's a big reason why whenever you do have sellouts and you do have these major matchups why you are so daunting because you have more people in the building than you do at other places um and now you see the the trend like texas did this when they built the moody they downsized right. you know, by about three thousand or so baylor, baylor that just, just opened yeah. their uh their place they went down by about three thousand um you see this in football kansas is doing that with their stadium like the the want and that may be a different conversation because you know you look at baylor basketball you look at like a kansas football um i think you look at a, a texas basketball they haven't consistently sold out those places. Mm-mm. The support has not exactly um, been there. And, and Baylor's been an interesting case because that is not a product conversation. They've been real good right. for a while now. Right. Um, but, you know, this is, I mean, at this point, this is how it works. You get to some of the more interesting games and you get more of a crowd. Um, I do think you make a great point where, you know, maybe some on the fence would have decided to do something else with their Tuesday night, say if you would have just went to Austin and got blown out by 30 and looked horrible on the way, um, but you didn't. So I, right. I think that, that sure. the on-the-fence kind of crowd you certainly helped win them over. But, I mean, you got the students coming back. But more importantly, it's it's the opponents on the other side, and I'm not sitting here just trying to slam tech schedule because everybody does this. Oh, Lord, yeah. Everybody does this now. Well, and, you know, even even if you wanted to get to like the Oral Roberts game and go, okay, that was a you know that was a a more prominent opponent. Um, that you know those that fall in the early, basically the month of December to early, you know, whatever that is, December fifth to January fifth, those type games are going to be you know that that's got a different feel because you're going to be largely absent. Um, students other than maybe the ones that live in the area mm-hmm. that could show up but yeah it uh it changes considerably tonight and what's what's interesting with your non-conference too um is a lot of times one you have some regionality right where, where you're playing a lot of the directional schools that it's easier for them to travel and you can get them here right um and it's clearly good for them because they're getting a paycheck out of it um it just feels like you have you, you're in a time where you have overhauled a lot of your home games with it. Um, now that'll change where you've got a great home and home with Texas A&M. You know, yeah. Grant McCaslin said, like, that's something he voiced is he has interest in saying some of these better, when you say regional games, playing some of the good opponents that are out of your conference. Um, and clearly he meant that as quickly as he said that to just a month later, you get the announcement that you'll be playing the Aggies in a home 
uh, a home and home. And but that should will, be, yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that. Man. But w- when you get some of the directional schools, like what do you try to do? You're trying to see, okay, well, at least can we get some of these guys who are, have a great shot at winning their conference? Sure. And with the, this is a, a minute thing that's been affected with the transfer portal. That is, that is so hard to gauge because yeah. uh, as much as rosters are affected, you go down to that level, boy, those are just absolutely brand new rosters where you're not even sure of what the talent level is there. And then you add in also the questions that you have with like your roster on a bigger stage, the chemistry side and how do they mesh together and how does everybody, you know, line up. That is incredibly difficult and you're not going to know that until you look back and go, oh, well, that team actually ended up being pretty good. Right. And you see him, you know, you're watching your TV in March, and you're like, I remember when we played them. I didn't realize they won their conference. But. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, and, and that became one of the, you know, entertaining aspects of the uh, Beard era in which he would, you know, chat up a Hall of Fame coach. And, you know, he, he would always talk up the opponent. And, uh, you know, in a way that we – Nope, nobody has more respect for them than we do. You know, yep. and okay, that's fine. By the way, he's he he was swept from the ranks of the undefeated Mr. Beard and the Ole Miss team yep. the other day. They got waxed by twenty five. Yeah, swept is the right wording there. And that you know, and that and they didn't. Their their non conference wasn't super challenging. I think one of the teams we beat by twenty, they beat by three. Um, but they nevertheless were one of the undefeated teams and then went into a Thompson bowling arena there in Knoxville and got it handed to them. So I think they, I think they bounced back with LSU next. And I don't know if that's their midweek game or maybe next weekend, but regardless, he's done a pretty good job as most of us would have suspected he would because, uh, they were at the, they were the doormat of that conference and, uh, I mean, just just in the names of the dudes that are vaguely familiar to us as Big Twelve followers, you know the um, the CSA and those guys that are playing there, are like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, like they they've got some nice pieces there. Yeah, they uh, early on, um, kind of a mixed bag because that team that you shared on their schedule that they won by three, Sam Houston. Before that, they had a one-point win against Detroit Mercy. Right. But then they had a three-point win against a Memphis team. Right. Um, a big 20-point win over NC State. Uh, and then, at the same time, only two-point win over UCF, who just got waxed by right. Kansas State. So, uh, kind of a mixed bag over there for year one for Mr. Beard and company with the Rebels. podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Happy Tuesday. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Brennan Riker behind the glass. One more hour with us at that time. We'll hand it over to Hacks and Levels Red Raider basketball at home against Oklahoma State. Gus, we talked about the uh, flight issues for Oklahoma State. Yeah. Had come in this morning. Speaking of flight issues, did you see the the flight that left and quickly returned in Portland, Oregon because the door flew off? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So they have uh, 
I've got more details on it, which they, they, I mean, that's my absolute nightmare. I'd like to think that I would handle that really well, right? And do all the things like how you make sure everyone around you is okay. And then put on your mask first before you help everyone else and would just be a, you know, calm, cool customer. I don't think I would though. No, I don't think I would. Yeah, that that uh, that's the uh, reminder of all reminders to uh, do the thing. Like, hey, when you're in your seat, wear your seatbelt. Like, yeah, there's a good reason why mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, the m- most of the stuff I had heard that uh, those folks were lucky that thing wasn't at flying altitude because it, uh, you know, that that could have gotten really dicey. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, one kid had a shirt take like sucked off. Yeah. Like, holy Moses, man! Uh, yeah, could you imagine like landing Oof. and then and then you're walking off, and the first person just being snarky, like, "Oh, you're just not not needing shirts on these flights anymore, huh?" Like, you don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, my shirts in a tree about okay. ten miles back. Yeah. Uh, so the updates on this: the door plug, which was. The refrigerator-sized panel that was ripped off, it was found. Uh, it was discovered in the backyard of a Portland-area teacher. He found the piece of plane, called the authorities. Uh, speaking of lucky, I mean, apparently not doing something in the backyard where he just discovered it looking out in the backyard. That is terrifying. Yeah, no doubt that that didn't come through the house or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's also, I've, I've found... For, uh, for Apple, their next iPhone commercial. Because two cell phones have been found that were apparently sucked out of the plane after the hole ripped open at around 16,000 feet. And one was an iPhone that apparently was perfectly intact and still yeah. working. How amazing was that? <laughs> or, or maybe whatever case they had on it. Right. Like it was re, uh, it was GoPro that. commercial or whatever. Yeah, there you go. Man, that is just wild. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions. All of that, welcome there. Yeah, Texas, if you uh, got to uh, move some tumbleweeds this morning. Did you have to do any of that? Uh, yeah, did, just to get out the gate. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I got a little deal where they swirl around, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they either they either blow across the front of the house or if they get up too close to the house, they just swirl and end up like swirling around and getting in the, yeah, so mm-hmm. I couldn't get out the gate, like chest high. And I'm not the only one. I'm just saying, but yeah, Texas, if you've got to uh, enjoy that, because I guess I guess we're early enough in the calendar here that none of those uh, tumbleweeds had really cut loose and had busted loose yet. You know, had broken off their stalks and dried out and all that. And so we, uh, you know, last night was a uh, a uh, fairly prolific tumbleweed scenario. I shouldn't even say last night. Yesterday, this time yesterday. You know, there are quite a bit surprisingly you know at least it was surprising to me similarities of where i grew up in kansas to Mm -hmm. here um but what one thing i was not prepared for was the christmas size christmas tree size tumbleweeds yep and it's like well no wonder it's not you know a lot of trees because they're rolling around getting blown through the roads and stuff and hitting cars get that right that was rough tumbleweeds on steroids uh bobby hot dog says this 2034 clint scott with a shaved head and mullet on the back. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll see, but I could do it. Um, this on the chat line, as long as the Raider, Red Raiders play hard tonight and make threes and play hard defense, should win this game. Uh, agreed. 
Hey, gents, I think Coach McCaslin is a great coach. Glad we have him here at Tech. Seems to be a genuine fella. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, I, I think he's a, a professional coach, and I don't mean a, like a coach of professional players, but just the the real deal. Uh, and again, don't, don't, you know, don't, I'm, I'm not sitting here telling you there are going to be some rocky days ahead or some rocky road or whatever, but I mean, Oh, I'd take some rocky road right yeah, now. I would too. I'm in. I would too. But, but just the ability to come in and execute a plan, uh, you know, uh, I mean, they, this, this roster was constructed largely of, uh, you know, with a, a couple of proven commodities, but they're getting nice contributions out of Kerwin Walton. And he was a guy that was here last year that didn't do much. Yeah. And, you know, and so they've, the, the right environment has nurtured something out of Kerwin and then just, just executing a, a, a roster reconstruction in a way that appears to be competitive and hopefully NCAA tournament worthy. Um, you, you know, and, and, and who knows? I mean, I, I just think it's a, it feels like an excellent hire and, uh, and he's just in his infancy here but the dude's won everywhere he's been. And I mean, this is all stuff that Dickens and I talked about last, what, April when we first got him, but uh, feels like it's playing out here. Yeah. Cause uh, well, we all know that he had success on every level that he's been on, mm-hmm. uh, turned around a North Texas basketball program that does not have uh, a lot of, you know, uh, this, this long line of history of success, right. Um, for the program. But what I, what I think has jumped out most to me in year one, early on, for hopefully what will be years and years and years of success here at Tech uh, for McCaslin, is is the adaptability. Because for right. a lot of us, me included, like the first real viewing of, of of him was the NIT run. As soon as you were kind of figuring out he's not just a real candidate, he's probably going to be the guy. And what did we see with North Texas? What did they do? They slowed it down. They played in rock fights. Mm-hmm. Um, they played some of the ugliest basketball you are, you will watch, and they won with it. Right. And, and they and did really good things with it. Beating Wisconsin and yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, like beating brands. And and so, what do we all sit here and think? Like, well, here's another defensive coach uh, in Lubbock. Instead, it's the adaptability. Uh, to take some of the strengths of the roster that you've constructed and do something completely different. Because if you were worried, as like, oh man, this is what you're going to have to watch. That's going to be brutal. Hopefully we can win with it. Com- 100% complete 180. And so, at least from what we've seen so far, I've been impressed with what he's been able to do where it's just completely different. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like that at all. So, the ability to coach different ways and coach different styles where you're you're coaching to the strengths of your team and not going nope this is the system it doesn't matter if you're good at it or not you're going to be um and you know they they said early on hey we're going to run we're going to play fast um but you still had to see it and they've done that so far so that's something i think has been incredibly impressive to me yeah i got to hear him speak in october probably to a group and uh, alumni group and he he talked about that he's like hey don't tell anybody but uh this team can can run like it's there's a lot of foot speed on this team. We're gonna get out and score some points, but don't tell anybody. You know, we'll just we'll just let everyone think it's gonna be slow down basketball. <laughs> and yeah. he was right. <laughs> this has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T973 podcasts at double T973.com.